0: This is Morning Breath, your drive time devotion, sure to jumpstart your day. Brought to you by East Coast Christian Center. Morning Breath starts now.
1: Yes, it does start right now. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the program. This is Morning Breath. Mark Cook sitting in for Pastor Dan this morning. So glad you guys are with us. It's October 16th, and we're going to be jumping into Matthew chapter 20. Three, it is a drive time devotion, sure to jumpstart your day. We want you to read the Bible with us. the The best way to jumpstart your day is to get into the Word of God. Man, it is it is life. It is health to a man's whole flesh and life to all who find it. So I just just read the Word and get healthy. Amen. Uh, in spirit, soul, and body. So we're so glad you're with us. It's fun to do the Word together. Uh, that's one of the things that makes uh, Morning Breath such a great thing. Is that you're doing it with somebody. Maybe maybe reading the Bible is something that you struggle with. A lot of people aren't sure. How do I do this? What am I What am I reading? Do I don't really understand it? Where do I start, man? Morning Breath is made uh, to help you uh, be able to have something to follow along, and then have have some people talk to you about it. You can join us on the show, and listen to us talk about whatever God shows us. We don't we don't prepare a script for this show. We just read this chapter of this Bible, and we come down into the studio, and we talk about it, and we do we even do the show together, not just with you, but in partnership. I'm in here uh, with my brother-in-law, hey. Pastor David Gammon. What's up, buddy?
2: Nothing much, man. How you doing?
1: I'm good. Haven't done the show with you in a long time. I know. I'm excited. I don't I'm know excited. if there's a reason that they keep us separated. I think it is. Yeah, too much shenanigans. Too <laughs> I, I was going to
2: say anointing, but I think yours is more, more fitting. More
1: fitting. Tom- Tomfoolery. <laughs> and we're in here with Nick. How are you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. How are you guys doing? Hey, that was quick on the button. Yeah, you were like ready. Yeah, <laughs>
2: we're like Billy I'm the always kid. ready. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Billy the Kid. Bam. I don't even know who that is. Nick, uh, Nick's too young to know who Billy the Kid is. <laughs> yeah. um, and he's probably about Billy the Kid's age. when we're he Like, did.
2: Just watch the movie Young Guns. You'll be fine.
1: There you go. <laughs> okay. You'll fit right in. I'll yeah. add it to my list. Um, so Nick runs the runs the board and makes the show happen, and uh, David and I are going to be uh, hosting and co-hosting this morning. But we want you to follow along. We want you to be able to uh, read the chapter with us, know where we're going, where we're going to be. So David, tell them how to do that.
2: Man, we'd love for you guys to jump in. A great way to jump in is um, just go to our website. That's uh, eccc.us. You'll be able to see what we do as a church there. You'll be able to see events and different stuff. But you'll also be able to click on the morning breath icon, find out what chapters we've been in what chapters we're going in, you'll be able to find the podcast there. Uh, You can also call church at 321-452-1060 and we'll email you out a copy of that, um, everything we're doing. But the best way, not a great way, but the best way is to get the app Get the app, go to your app store, wherever you get your mobile apps, put an East Coast app that you can get the, the service from the uh, weekend experience. You can get small groups, you can get morning breath, you can get everything you need that's going on. We even got a um, audio reading of scriptures that heal that you'll be able to yeah. press into that. So go and get our app. It's a great, great tool for you. Um, in your busy life,
1: we're in the age of apps, man, and so yeah, we we, we've we've got a pretty good one that helps you know what's going on. We got other things happening at East Coast. We've got uh, the uh, in Vieira at our Vieira location. We've got the fall movie night next Friday. That's the twenty fifth, October twenty fifth, from seven to nine p.m. Um, that's going to be a ton of fun. Uh, we launched that last year, and the community around that was incredible. Um, so get out there, and I don't know what do you, do you know what movie it is.
2: I don't. I was actually thinking yeah. that as I was looking over, there, I was like, yeah. man, I, I know it's it's a family friendly movie. Yeah. Whichever one they pick will be great. There's a great community out there, a lot of life. Your kids will have a great time. It's just a really cool evening.
1: I think last year it was Cars, one of the Cars movies. I think, so it's going to be something sure. along those lines. And then here uh, in the Merritt Island location, we're going to be doing Family Fun Night, October 31st. So on Thursday, Halloween night, we're going we're gonna to make that thing holy and uh, have some fun at church. So bring your family to church. Uh, I believe one of the, pretty much the only restriction is no scary costumes. They don't want you coming in looking you know, too crazy, mm-hmm. but but have fun with it and, and come and just have a have a good time. Uh, I think we have games and and my kids have grown up, so I don't do a lot of the family fun night stuff anymore. Right. But uh, if you if you come, uh, it, it's a blast and, and kids have a, and you know we'll stuff them full of candy, which is what every parent wants exactly for their kids. Yeah,
2: exactly. A good safe environment for your kids, but not to their have teeth. Time, right. Yes. <laughs> Job security for the local dentists.
1: Absolutely, they they always appreciate the holiday. We're gonna jump into the word. Uh, like I said earlier, we're in Matthew chapter twenty. It's got 39 verses, so uh, if we split it up, I guess we could just shoot for verse 20. That sounds good. You want to go first or second? Um, I'll go first. Okay, then I will get you started. I say unto you, Pastor David Gammon,
2: read, sir. Then Jesus spoke to the multitudes and his disciples, saying, The scribes and the Pharisees sit in Moses' seat. Therefore, whatever they tell you to observe, that observe and do, but do not do according to their works. For they say and do not do, for they bind heavy burdens, they are hard to bear, and they lay them on men's shoulders. But they themselves will not move them with one of their fingers, but all their works they do to be seen by men. They make their, their broad and enlarge the borders of their garments. They love the best places at feasts, the best seats in the synagogues, or greeting in the marketplaces. And to be called by men, Rabbi, Rabbi, but you do not be called Rabbi, for the one is your teacher, the Christ, and you are all brethren. Do not call anyone on earth your father, the one is your father, he who is in heaven. And do not be called teachers, for one is your teacher, the Christ, but he who is greatest among you shall be your servant. And whoever exalts himself will be humbled, but he who humbles himself will be exalted. But woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you shut up the kingdom of heaven against me. For you, are, you neither go in yourselves, nor do you allow those who are entering to go in. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you devour widows' houses for and for a Pretense, make a long prayers, therefore you will receive a greater condemnation. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you travel land and to sea to win proselytes. And when he is won, you make him twice as much a son of hell as you. Woe to you, blind guides who say, whoever swears by the temple, it is nothing. But whoever swears by the gold of the temple, he is obliged to perform it. Fools and blind! for which is greater the gold or the temple that sanctifies the gold and whoever swears by the altar it is nothing but whoever swears by the gift that is on it he is obliged to perform it fools and blind for which is greater the gift or the altar that the sacrifices the gift therefore he who swears by the altar swears by it and by all the things on it Verse 21
1: He who swears by the temple swears by it and by him who dwells in it. And he who swears by heaven swears by the throne of God and by him who sits on it. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! For you pay tithe of mint and anise and cumin and have neglected the weightier matters of the law, justice and mercy and faith. These you ought to have done without leaving the others undone. Blind guides who strain out a gnat and swallow a camel. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! For you cleanse the outside of the cup and dish, but inside they are full of extortion and self-indulgence. Blind Pharisee, first cleanse the inside of the cup and dish that the outside of them may be clean also. Woe to you scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! For you are like whitewashed tombs, which indeed appear beautiful outwardly, but inside are full of dead men's bones and all uncleanness. Even so, you outwardly, I'm sorry, even so you also outwardly appear righteous to men, but inside you are full of hypocrisy and lawlessness. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, because you build the tombs of the prophets and adorn the monuments of the righteous, and say, If we had lived in the days of our fathers, we would not have been partakers with them in the blood of the prophets. Therefore you are witnesses against yourselves that you are sons of those who murdered the prophets. Fill up then the measure of your father's guilt. Serpents, brood of vipers, how can you escape the condemnation of hell? Therefore, indeed, I send you prophets, wise men, and scribes. Some of you, some of them you will kill and crucify, and some of them you will scourge in your synagogues and persecute from city to city, that on you may come all the righteous blood shed on the earth, from the blood of righteous Abel to the blood of Zechariah, son of Berechiah, whom you murdered between the temple and the altar. Assuredly, I say to you, all these things will come upon this generation. O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the one who kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to her, How often I wanted to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, but you were not willing. See, your house is left to you desolate. For I say to you, you shall see me no more till you say, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Man, this is some heavy stuff that Jesus is laying down here. Um, There's so much to it. I want to point out one quick thing before we uh, go too far. I want to go to verse 1 of uh, just the beginning of chapter 24 without getting too far into it. It says, after Jesus finished all this talking, he says he went out and departed from the temple. So Jesus, if we go back uh, to Matthew chapter 21, I think is when we first see Jesus go into the temple, and then for the last, for chapter 21, 22, and all of 23, he appears to have been saying all this in the temple. Then he's done, he walks out the temple. What's interesting about this is that this is the last time he would be in the temple. And, and there's a there's an interesting picture here. I like people to be able to see how their Bible, their Old and New Testaments, connect together. Um, and this is just one piece of it. But Jesus leaves the temple and never comes back after pronouncing this judgment on it. And there's a point in in the Old Testament, in the, in the book of Ezekiel, where we see an image. Um, of the Spirit of God, the presence of God leaving that temple. The, the, the presence of God dwelt in the temple in the Holy of Holies, and we see an image of that where the, the Spirit of God actually leaves. Um, and here we see Jesus mimicking that by, by pronouncing this judgment over these religious leaders, and then he walks out of the temple and he never returns again. From here, he's going to go on to his passion and, and to be crucified, and this is the last time that he's going to be in the temple of the Old Covenant. It's very interesting. The, that's crazy yeah
2: you know and I, and I don't want that to be like my environment and, yeah. and at first i almost said my life but i thought about it and that, that's not true i can't be true because my soul is not my own it was paid for a price uh and that is jesus yeah. on the cross but my environment can be yeah and even though you might be running that small group or cell group or life group whatever your church calls it and you feel maybe like you're doing this work but you see yeah, you're allowing some stuff in that you know not's right, and maybe you're going the wrong direction. I was actually thinking while we were reading, oh, my goodness, if Jesus called me, you hypocrite, that many times, by name. Yeah. By name. He goes, oh, you scribes and Pharisees. Who's you? he talking about? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like He's like, you, me, you, me. Yeah. Like I'd be like, uh, and then I, I, a, a little rule I have when I'm reading the Bible is, if it says it once, I pay attention. If it says it two m- more times, I pay really close attention. If it says it three times after that, then I'm really focused in you got to think, the creator of everything is making a giant stand and pointing – and the adjective he's using to, against the people is, you hypocrite. Mm. And then he even tells the people, he's like, do as they say. Why? Because he's the God of authority. Yeah. He says, do as they teach, but don't do as they do. You see, Jesus was able to be the only rabbi who could say, do as I teach and do as I do.
1: Amen. That's it's good. It's powerful. Yeah, it is. And it's what's and their context of this is so important. And I feel like we need to understand when we read the Gospels that we need to understand something important, that Jesus was born under the law. It says in Galatians chapter 4 that in the fullness of time God sent forth his Son, born of a woman, born under the law, that he might redeem those who were under the law, that we might receive the adoption as sons. It's important that we understand that Jesus was born under the law and lived his life under the law. And a lot of the times when he is teaching and speaking to people, he's speaking from the perspective of being under the law. That's why he says the scribes and the Pharisees sit in Moses' seat in verse 2. Therefore, whatever they tell you to observe, that observe and do. He's speaking to people who live under the law of Moses. And we need to understand that when, when we read this, the context is important. If I go to my Bible and I look at verse two, verse 3 and I say, oh, whatever the scribes and Pharisees tell me to observe, I need to go do it. If I try to live that way today, I'm still trying to live under an old covenant, right? And Jesus has come to give us a new covenant. He's not telling you and me today, the reader, that we need to go get all the law of Moses and get it get it right. He's not. We've been we've been redeemed from the law. Uh, Paul, Paul said in Romans chapter six verse fourteen that you are not under the law. You are under grace. Come on. And so context is important, because what he goes on to then say is people who are living their lives religiously, people who are who are holding religious weights on top of other people. These are the, this is who he's talking to. Yep. He's talking to religious people, and yep. it always blows my mind that so often. Um, People get into the New Covenant, the New Testament, and they turn it into religion. And Jesus' strongest words—he he didn't say these things to, to the prostitutes and the tax collectors. He said these to the religious leaders. Yep. And and in church today, I think we struggle to differentiate that a lot of times. As people. Yeah.
2: As people. Like, I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, that's such good stuff you're saying. You know, oh, those of us have been raised in the church. Now, granted, like— Jesus had a lot of problems with the scribes, the scribes, the scribes and the Pharisees. But uh, let's not get self-righteous too far, any of the listeners here, because, you know, we still have some gunk in us, those of us that aren't church. Or maybe you're like, yeah, exactly. That's why I don't like preachers. They're all hypocrites. Um, I got bad news, bro. We're all hypocrites. Yeah. All right. We all need to come to Revelation. I love this. Here's why I'm going to say a statement that makes a lot of Christians mad. I love social media. I do. And people are always like, Oh, well that's the devil created this. No, he didn't. The devil did not create Facebook. Okay. It didn't. <laughs> um, like I love social media. It's a great way for me to, be able to see my family. That's across the, the country and different places. I get to see my, my nephews and niece. That I never get to see. Um, it's a, it's a pretty cool tool. Um, But the truth is, the brokenness in social media isn't in Instagram. It's in mankind. That's good. All right. And it says here, everything they do is done for people to see. Mm. All it does, all Facebook and Instagram do is amplify the brokenness in us. Yeah. And we splatter it all over our screens. Yeah. And there was no different and had nothing to do with um, how holy or not holy we were, because Jesus was talking to, to, to religious people here. But we are just as humans, we need to say, hey, listen... I need help. I need help, whether it's in, you know, in, there's many different areas. Maybe your marriage, maybe your finances, maybe your health, maybe just the way your, your your self-value is. Maybe your worth. Maybe you can go right down the line of all the areas where you need help. But the truth is, every one of us needs a Savior. Yes. Every one of us needs to turn from our ways. Now, whether we're, we're religious and we come from a, a broken relig- religious background, or we just come from a broken background, and we need to say, Jesus, I don't know how to do life. Will you show me how to do life? Like yeah. I'm a hypocrite but I'm I want to be done being a hypocrite. And that's really what Jesus is kind of part of what Jesus is uprooting here. He's saying, "Hey, and I love the picture he says. He says, "Oh Jerusalem, if I could have only gathered you like a hen, like a mother hen." Mm-hmm. And that gives a picture and so my heart's crying out, "Lord, let me do that. I want to be I just want to you have it you have what I need. Let me respond the way Jerusalem should have responded." Yeah. To your words. That's
1: good. And, and just goes right along with verse twelve, what you're saying. It says whoever exalts himself will be humbled. And that's what religious that's what these religious leaders were doing. But what you're saying, David, is man, if we'll just recognize, mm-hmm. you know what, we have the we, we have hypocrisy in us. We have we do but we but we or we say but we don't do, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of time. But if we just recognize it and go, you know what, I know that I'm not living necessarily how I should be in, in any given area. It could just be one area of your life, but if you know it, don't try to hide it. Be humble about it. Come on. Be humble about it, and then what? He says you'll be exalted. if you'll, if, Like you just said, if you'll just go to Jesus and say, Lord, I'm struggling with this part of my life, and I, and I feel like a hypocrite because um, I'm, I'm leading a small group, and I'm trying to help other people overcome this, and I'm struggling with it. Man, that's humility, and he, yep. he can use that. That's the chick he can gather under his wing and help it grow into something life-giving. But if you, if you just hang on to that thing, hide it, and then try to go out and live with the image that you've got it all together, you're, you're setting yourself—you're the guy that, that Jesus got frustrated with because the people following you are not finding their way in. And he says when you, when you live that way, you're, you're not only not going in, but you're keeping other people from going in because you're not telling the truth. The truth is what sets people free.
2: Come on. you know It is. It is. And, you know, I, put, here's the thing. It's like in Star Wars, right, growing up as kids. You lost me. Right, right. <laughs> Listen here, Captain Kirk. <laughs> Captain Kirk. All right. All right. For all the rest of you guys who I know are avid Star Wars fans of growing up, I'm, I'm you know, uh, 39 years old and anybody near that wheelhouse will know stormtroopers were bad, right? Yeah. Storm... But somehow in the late 90s, we saw the origin of the stormtrooper and it was good. It was good. They were meant to protect the galaxy too. But then something twisted happened. Here's what twisted happened. It wasn't sin. It was responsibility. It was leadership. And I can understand how the Pharisees got there. Same way that CEO, that that father, that mother, that you became the one responsible, and you no longer could be weak, you no longer could be vulnerable, you no longer had a place where because you had your company looking at you, you have your church looking at you, you have your family looking at you, you have you're a single parent, you have to be strong. And it winds up putting a mask on you and you have nowhere to go. And I bet these Pharisees Pharisees get a bad, but they get a really bad one. And I'm not going to fight Jesus on this. This is his <laughs> chapter, not mine. And like, but you know what? Well, as long as we live with that mask and that lie on and aren't vulnerable to what the Holy Spirit is saying to us, we're going to wind up in a place where we become so callous to what God is saying to us that it takes something drastic to open our eyes. Yeah. And I don't want that. I don't want seven woes to be given to me. Seven, this hurts my heart coming from God. To be said to me. Yeah. You know, and that's what it took, because these people who were originally good intending, loving people like we all are. And that that humility isn't just a good idea. It's actually a way of life. It, it has to be a way of life. I mean, the, the believe it or not, you know, the, um, when it comes to leadership, when it comes to um and that's leadership, either as a single parent or leading a a. a multi-million dollar, billion dollar corporation. You know the best athletes in the world like LeBron James and Tom Brady, you know they have the most coaches, mm. right? So it's crazy for us in our positions to think to, that we don't need people around us who are able to speak into our lives and able to say, I'd rather have one woe from a close friend than seven woes because I'm callous to God.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I, I love what you're saying because what you're what you're doing is you're breaking this down in a way that we can actually apply this. Mm-hmm. How you know maybe I maybe I'm not a religious hypocrite. Maybe I'm not someone who's 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 living out a religious lifestyle and condemning other people. But I love what you, the example you gave just as a, as a leader as a parent. I think a lot of times parents put on this mask and they think that they have to uh, be a certain way for their kids. They have to act like they have it all together all the time. They have to act like they're never wrong. And kids see right through that. And you know what they think? Hypocrite. Hypocrite. And, man, you want to ruin your relationship with your kids? Live that way. Parent that way. So good. Parent like you've got it all together, that you never make a mistake, and that everything you say and do is right, and they should never question it. Parent that way. And watch your relationship with your kids go down the tubes and i don't say that to condemn you i say it to say man think about what you're doing because being humble as a leader is the is the way to get people to really follow you and to get those people to change in a life-giving way my job as a leader david your job as a leader is to lead people into into life change to to lead them into the transformation that god has for them and one of the things that people are going to value is that you're transparent that you say you know what i'll tell you the truth there have been lots of times when I have lost my temper at my kids. Come on, right? same here. I have d- and you know what I need to do is not act like they deserve it, but to go back to them and say, you know what? It doesn't matter what you did wrong. The way I acted was wrong. Mm-hmm. And the way I acted is not life-giving, and it's not going to help you become who God called you to be. I'm sorry. Wow. So there are some words that you want to relate to your kids and help them become who God's called you to be and not be a hypocrite as a parent. Lead with I'm sorry
2: sometimes. Come on. That's so good. And honestly, I mean, I have to do that often now. I've taught my kids some bad things. But here's a perspective of God that I love is uh, verse 33. He says, you snakes, you brood of vipers, how will you escape being condemned to hell? Hallmark will never use that verse in a greeting card. (laughs) All right. But then he says this, therefore, I am sending you prophets and sages and teachers. He's like, you're missing it. And you and he really said some bad stuff. Snake, brood a viper, but I am still not giving up on you. Yeah. That's our God. Yeah. That's our savior. He says you're missing it hard. He says, but guess what? I am still sending people to get the truth to you, to get the message to you. You serve a radical God that will never stop loving you and never stop trying to reach you. And grandma and mom and dad out there, that you're praying for that one that has run its own course. They've run their own way. Either it's a child or an uncle or a sister that, that you're like, man, that you have to understand. Your prayers are being heard by a radical God that will even send... Prophets and sages and people to go speak to. He sent a man to the worst city on the planet named Nineveh. Mm. And when that man tried to back out, he sent a fish to swallow him up and spit him back on course. Yeah, God is not going to give up. Jesus, as much as he says this, his whole heartbeat is, Man, I wish you guys would just repent and come into my family.
1: Yeah, that's all he wanted. And he goes on, I mean, just to piggyback on that in verse 37. He says, Jerusalem, the ones who kills the prophets, the one who kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to her. How often I wanted to gather your children together. He doesn't say, you killed the prophets, you stoned the ones I sent you, I'm done. Mm -hmm. He came himself. Wow, there's such. they're all the the parable of the of the of the vineyard owner who sent servant after servant, and then he finally said, "Well, I'll send my son. They'll respect him." That's a, that was the the story of himself that he was telling when he said, "God has sent prophets. He has sent um, all these people for you to hear the word of God, and now he has sent his own son." Right? He, God did not spare his own son, but offered him up for us that we would be able to see that the religion is not the way he ever intended. The law that was given. To Moses came through angels. God wanted them to have that law to drive them to a Savior, and now the Savior has come. Uh, he gave them the path, and then He gave them the destination, and He just wanted them to turn and see, and that grace is freely available. This chapter is not here to condemn you. It's here to help us to understand that the grace of God is beyond measure, that He would send His own son. We'll be right back. You are listening to Morning Breath from
0: East Coast Christian Center, Merritt Island, Vieira, and Cocoa. People often say, kids are like sponges. Their powerful young minds will soak up anything and everything. This is true especially during their toddler years, which is why it is important that they be in a fun, friendly, God-centered learning environment like East Coast Christian Academy. We offer activities in the areas of social, emotional, physical, and spiritual to guide those minds toward all that they were created to be. Contact Cindy Smith for more information at 453-KIDS. That's 453-5437. commercial real estate services Scott Langston senior commercial broker has been selling real estate and giving free consultations for over 18 years Scott Langston will show you how having a professional can make a difference in your buying investing or leasing commercial property Scott Langston 321-403-1111 that's 321-403-1111 now go out there and make it a great day TNT The New Thing, Church for the Fired-Up Teenager. Come out for a night of worship, growth, and good times every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. at East Coast Christian Center. For more information, call 452-1060, extension 149. For frequent updates and events, check us out on Facebook and Instagram. East Coast Vieira meets every week at Vieira High School at 915 and 1045. With a high energy and dynamic children's ministry for all ages, East Coast Vieira Youth meets every Sunday night at 6 p.m. For more information or to learn more, our website is vieira.eccc.us.
1: Imagine what Brevard County could be like if we would minister to the homeless and those suffering from life-controlling behaviors. Please join Overlook Ministries at our annual Fiesta Dinner on October 19th at 7 p.m. in the East Coast Christian Center Avenue to see how you can make a difference. Once again, that's October 19th at 7 p.m. in the East Coast Christian Center Avenue. The need is great and the time is now.
0: Welcome back to the show. This is Morning Lord, Breath. Lord, Breath. Lord, Breath. All
1: right, we're back, and uh, I just want to share a closing thought with you. It says in verse 10, it says, One is your teacher, the Christ. You know, Jesus came to teach us, to lead us and guide us, and then he, he left, and He left us His Holy Spirit. And it says in Galatians that it's actually the Spirit of His Son that God has sent into our hearts, and uh, He Himself will teach us. If, if, if you read uh, the Word of God and you're, you, don't, you don't fully understand what you're saying, you know what, He's your teacher. Uh, if, if you're trying to parent your kids, He's your teacher. Uh, if you're trying to lead your business or your family or just whatever it is that you're called to do in this season of your life, in any season of your life, He's your teacher. And you can be fully assured uh, that you don't ever have to wonder because He is always going to lead and guide you into all truth. The best teacher you could ever have is actually living inside of us. The very word that we're reading was made flesh. Dwelt among us, and then his spirit lives inside of us to to teach us these things, to show us things to come. We have the greatest teacher we could ever have. So, as you read your word, as you join us on Morning Breath, we're so glad you did. Don't let any of this confuse you. Press into the name of Jesus, uh, the one who said, Hey, look, just say, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Recognize who he is, exalt him as the Son of God, and he will teach you everything that you need to know so that you can do life in a way that leads you to victory. Thanks, David. Love you guys. Bye.
0: Thank you for listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center. We hope to see you at one of our locations this weekend. For additional information such as service times, events, and more, please visit us at eccc.us. Thanks, and we hope you have a blessed day.